Hello people, welcome to the When in Yorkshire podcast, I hope you're doing very well. Uh, Firstly, thanks very much for the kind words on the episodes with Jet and Carl from Buster Shuffle and the previous one with Chris the Makes of Less Than Jake. It's really nice to hear when people enjoy these episodes, so thank you very much for anybody that has got in touch. Um, And I look forward to collecting the remaining members of Less Than Jake in the future. So, this is episode 37, and my guest is Monique Powell from US ska punk band Save Ferris. Now, I met Monique um, in Leeds ahead of the Fireball tour, which also featured Less Than Jake and Goldfinger. Now, this this was the first time that I'd met Monique, and the first time that I'd seen Safe Ferris in well over ten years, I reckon. But, uh, yeah, she was a lot of fun to talk to. She gave a real insight into her lifetime love of music, her influences... And she spoke really candidly about her experiences in the music industry um, as a woman and the struggles that she's had with Save Ferris and and taking back control of the band. Um, If you're not aware of Save Ferris, then they're a ska punk band that that draw inspiration from all the classic ska bands. And then they add that classic Orange County swing to it, um, makes them impossible not to smile and dance to. So for anyone looking to embark on their first listen, or if you're rediscovering them, then I've added some of my favourite tracks to the When in Yorkshire playlist on Spotify. And you can also find on there tracks from all my musical guests. Um, and yeah, I, I like just digging in there as well. So yeah, have fun listening to that. I think that's enough from me. So I'll leave you to it. This is episode 37 with Monique Powell from Save Ferris. Hello, um, I'm here with Monique Powell of Save Ferris. And we're in Leeds at the O2 Academy. How are you? I'm wonderful it's a beautiful day yeah yeah surprising for september yeah <laughs> so you're uh, on the fireball tour um, it's yeah. lovely to have you back in the uk um, yeah. and in leeds as well um, i've seen you've been massively massively busy over the past few months touring all over on literally there's, if there's a tour you're basically on it yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah it's, it's awesome to see that you guys are sort of back in a big way um, yeah it's, it's been nice so i wanted to kind of get an idea as to how you came to be doing what you're doing um so okay. in terms of like in terms of your musical upbringing and yeah what you remember okay how did that start for you um I love questions like this (laughs) because I get to, in a way, remember and show gratitude for the people that helped me start as a child um, and find my passion and be able to um, work. uh, I mean, now I'm a working musician because of it. And so when I was about 11 years old, I... um, you know, decided I didn't want to be a ballerina anymore. <laughs> Standard, yeah. <laughs> and um, I wanted to be a singer, and my parents were very supportive of that. And um, so was my fifth grade school teacher, my sixth grade school teacher. Amazing. And every year she'd put on a talent show, um, kind of like on her own time and her yeah. own dime. And she ended up doing this for 30 years. Wow. And, um, and yeah, it sort of spawn this you know uh desire to sing and she was also she's she's also a singer and she's actually still around she's one of my facebook friends oh amazing yeah so i want to give a what's up to judy easterly who will probably not hear this but (laughs) she'll be happy to know that i mentioned her nice uh anyway so 
my parents decided to put me in voice lessons. Okay. And the only teacher that we could really afford, um, her name was Marilyn Cronin. And she and I really, really loved each other very much. And um, one day, Marilyn said, do you want to hear what I do? Because we had been practicing, you know, modern pop songs and okay, things like yeah. that. And I was, you know, 11 years old, 12. And she played me her demo, and she was an opera singer. Oh, wow. And, uh, and that was it. I was sold. I w wanted to on be an opera. opera singer. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> and I went on to study very seriously yeah. opera for a number of years, um, privately, and, and I was accepted into performing arts high school um, for the last two years yeah. of my high school, and, um, which was also a blessing. Yeah. Um, it was like a public school but um you you know got to attend through successful audition so yeah i got very very lucky with that um and yeah so i was studying opera and i went to college to study opera and um while i was there all my friends were getting into bands and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah all my friends from high school <laughs> were getting into bands and there was this like sort of growing all ages music scene happening in Orange County in Southern yeah. California and I was a singer and you know the next natural move was you know I was going to shows already I was going to punk shows I was okay, going to yes. ska shows and, um, and it was a really big part of my life and you know the next indicated move was like to sing in a band yeah, yeah. and to be so part, to be the people that are on stage not just in the crowd yeah, yeah yeah and I loved you know first wave classic ska and so I got into an all-girl ska band called the shanties and we covered you know, uh, Desmond Decker songs Excellent. and like my boy Lollipop and like all this like really <laughs> classic sort of um, first wave sounding stuff. And um, and then, yeah, and then my friends started asking me to sing in their bands. And the next thing I knew, I was in Safe Ferris because I really wanted to be in a third wave ska band. Okay. So yeah, that was, was what it, I was into. Who was it that, um, in terms of listening to it and getting you into ska, how did that come about? Because if you, if you were listening, training to be an opera singer uh, and doing yeah. that how does the scar kind of fit in from there well interestingly enough most of my musical tastes came from my older sister she's okay. 10 years older than me and she had great taste in music when i was a little kid yeah. yeah and we were listening to the alternative radio station in los angeles called k-rock radio okay. and um kind of the beginning of the alternative radio um phenomenon in yeah. America where they were bringing you know Depeche Mode and The Cure and The Specials nice. and The Selector and they were bringing all these English bands to our yeah, yeah. you know uh, consciousness through a radio station and that was it that was you know That's Madness Special yeah. Selector um uh Beat, um, yeah, you name it, they were playing That's it. That's amazing. Yeah, it's awesome that that was getting across. Oh, it was yeah. amazing, and um, and when my sister moved out, I was left with her record collection, and so I had all these great records. Yeah, and so I was not only listening to the you know, like great punk bands because there was yeah. also like a great Orange County punk scene yeah, would yes. be, yeah like the Adolescents and Agent Orange and all these other bands so um, the, were those the shows that you were going to as well 
Yes, but um, the all ages shows were ska shows mostly. So every once in a while you get lucky, and like a ska band would be playing with a punk band in yeah. an all ages show. So I get to see like you know whoever um, whoever was playing out there at the time, like you know Pennywise or um, H two O or yeah, bunches of these nice. bands. Yeah, yeah, and so. Um, so that was great, but I, I really did love ska, and you know it was part of my fabric of my being when I was seventeen, yeah. eighteen, nineteen. Was this new sound of ska, and uh, and so <coughs> so not only was I listening to my sister's records, but you know in her collection was also David Bowie and um, the Go Go's, and uh, you know uh, Nevermind the Bullocks, and. Uh, yeah, it's just what, what a great education. Debo. Oh my God! Like she had an incredible <laughs> yeah. taste in music. That is, that yeah, is brilliant. You couldn't really yeah. pick. There's so many classics there. I got so lucky. Yeah. I really did. And so um, that's basically the beginning of it all. Yeah. You know, and I missed I missed out on a lot musically because I was studying classically. I was studying opera. So yeah. while all of my friends were listening to current music I was uh, listening to opera and <clears throat> so had it not been for my sister's influence I don't think that I would have had like a cultural connection yeah. musically to what was happening at the time excellent can you yeah. remember sort of way 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 back can you remember the first song you ever heard that made you think oh wow just you, that you had a real connection with doesn't matter what it is how young you were just the first thing you can remember hearing that, that gave you a, a really positive reaction well, we have a recording of me at like two years old singing You Light Up My Life. Awesome. That's, okay. that's amazing. Very badly. But I would like put my heart and soul into yeah. it. Like so they handed me a little microphone and I was like, yeah, this is my song. Yeah. And it was all over the radio at the time. Yeah. And so that was a song I definitely connected with. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah what a great first thing. It's almost like you planned it. I know. I, I trust was, you didn't. I was a cute baby. <laughs> too i was a cute baby i don't know what happened <laughs> so in terms of um getting onto the stage then you mentioned you've been you were going to gigs sort of seeing all of that mm -hmm. who can you remember like your first the, the moment when you saw somebody and was like yes i want to be on that stage it was the skeletons um the skeletons i think they were from where were they from redondo beach or right. something like that but definitely from southern california and they played at my college. They played at Cal State Fullerton. And I had already been listening to Dance Hall Crashers. And, uh, you know, again, like anything on Moon Ska I was yeah, listening yeah. to. But um, Dance Hall Crashers from Northern California were two ladies doing it right. And cool. I loved listening to them. I'm not aware so, of them. I'll have to check them. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're great. Well, you need to see the movie that just came out about our scene. It's called Pick It Up. Okay. And uh, I don't know if it's on Netflix yet, but right, if you do okay. a general search for yeah, yeah. Pick It Up, the Ska movie, um, okay. you might be able to find yeah, yeah, it. Definitely. But it, it explains this whole scene and how it all happened. And um, basically, uh, yeah, so the Skeletons played at my college, and I just thought, this is everything. And then I remember seeing Fishbone. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that was it. Awesome. What, what, was your, what was your first sort of performance like then? Because you're, I mean, the music's great, and I'm, I, I, I love Safe Ferris. I think there's there's so many elements that I, that 
that appeal to me. Um, you don't, you, you're not just sort of just stuck within one element of Scar. There's all sorts of stuff that, that yeah. sort of jumps out. Um, but the live performance um, is absolutely amazing. Thank um, you. Just you know, not, not just visually in terms of because I know you, you get dressed up a lot, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. and that you know that's great. But yeah. the whole chemistry that I know you've had various different band members, but yeah. you seem to sort of get the right people, I guess, and yeah. you've got real chemistry with them on 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 stage. Thank you. So, it, in in terms of, I guess the where that kind of comes from from you. What what was it that that kind of sparked all of that? Well. You know, with early Save Ferris, mm-hmm. um, I just knew that I wanted to be in a band that was playing the music that was representative of my scene and the shows that I was going to. Yeah. And uh, I managed and booked the band for the first few months. Yeah. And... Um, and then I didn't have a lot, I wasn't able to make a lot of choices for yeah. my band or for my career. And um, now I, I, ca- I can. Yeah, it and seems so like I brought sort of the band regained back. That, that kind of, not, pow- not control and power, but just yeah. have more of a voice, I guess. Yes, because, you know, in 2013, I was awarded the name of the band. So, um, sole owner. Yeah. And so all of the decision making goes through me. And there were a couple things that I decided I wanted to do differently yeah. if I were to bring the band back. And one was I wanted exceptional musicians and incredible musicianship, but with um, you know, a punk attitude. Yeah. So it's like we play great music, but we don't give a flying we don't give a fuck (laughs) about what you think about it yeah and um and it took me a long time to find that voice for myself Mm -hmm. as a woman because i was not um given that right um i was in a lot of fear of losing my career in the 90s were i to speak up and say this is not right for me um, this doesn't work for me and I don't want to do that. Yeah. Now I can do those things. I can say those things. And I've, like I said, it's taken me a long time to find this voice. And so I wanted to provide people with a show. Yeah. I wanted them to be able to forget about the outside world for a few minutes and just be brought in to this event nice. that um, every night it's on the fly so everybody has their own personal experience and and it comes because I'm a fan and I still go to shows yeah and I always have and when I talk to other people years later who were at that refused show at you know the the you know wherever the Fonda in Los Angeles we're like yeah remember when he did blah 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 that was our moment yeah and that's you know? unique to that show. It's not a, a staged thing. It's not, a, yeah. It's our moment. And so I want to provide people with their own moments. And then, you know, we have a saying, which is on a shirt now, a Safe Era shirt. It's Scott now more than ever. And nice. I, the situation yeah. in America is, to some people, bleak. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, it's getting that way here. <laughs> I know. We have a lot 
in common. Yeah. <laughs> and right now, I just want to provide people with an atmosphere in which they can have a good time and forget about all that stuff for a yeah. little bit. You know, so I do think it's a great time for ska. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I mean, obviously, the when I first discovered you, was, I'm gonna, I'm, I reckon, I was thinking about this, I think it was 2002, 2001, 2002. Yeah. Um, you played at Leeds Festival. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that was a great, that, that stage, though, was the Concrete Jungle stage. It was incredible. Was, and I, I just remember, I, I know, I, I was, what, I don't know, 17, 17, mm-hmm. 18. Um, and running around that festival and then going to that stage where I'm pretty sure most people use the same backline. There was yeah. people sharing guitars. Yeah, and yeah. You know that 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 was, so there was a real sense of community. Yeah. From bands that were from different countries that weren't all you know scar. There was that punk ethos. Right. And it, but it just felt like a real like just a family a family of musicians just that like getting it. up and doing stuff. And that was that the specials seem to played so that much. show too. Yeah. 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 That, that doesn't seem to happen so much now. Um, no. But I'm hoping you know stuff seems to be coming back in a, in a bit of a way and that, mm-hmm. that attitude of like we don't need big names we don't need mm-hmm. big labels we mm-hmm. can just go and do it ourselves that seems to be yeah. coming back in in a way kind of through the, the fact that people can stream stuff themselves put stuff online themselves yeah um, yeah and a lot of people are like you know I've never heard of your band how have you been able to be a working musician since 95 yeah. it's like well it's because it's I'm a part of a scene yeah we're a family and what happens is you know ska music just like punk music it's not just about the music Mm -hmm. it's about a way of dressing it's about um a you know a statement that um, we make which is like about togetherness and um you know there's a common cause and yeah, so yeah. not only is it just about music, yeah, it's not just about music, but there's a motto and then there's a way of dressing and there's a way of dancing. And mm. so it's always going to have a family around it yeah. of people who love this kind of music and love the scene, um, whether or not it's getting played on the radio. I will always have a job. Yeah. And that's what's really beautiful about what we do, you know? Absolutely. And so regardless of whether or not we've been signed to major labels um, which Say Ferris was mm. we were one of the only bands from our Southern California scene that signed to a major we're in a way that happening it was not the best thing to happen to the band obviously the millions of dollars put behind us yeah. in the machine helped, helped <laughs> yeah. for me to be able to come back in yeah. you know after 10 years of a virtual hiatus mm-hmm. but um, but you know when we were dropped from the label it was sort of like now what yeah. you know yeah, and now be. what was now just do what you were doing before you were signed yeah but take it back to the beginning again right and that's when I brought the band back in 2013 I was like okay here we go yeah I know how to do this part you know um, but there was a huge like technology curve like yeah, yeah. a, a learning curve like I, I felt like I'd just been let out of like a closet after 10 years yeah, <laughs> yeah, like what imagine. just happened you know and I made a lot of mistakes that I'm trying to make right on now but uh, wow if I knew then what I know now mm. it's an amazing time to be a musician and a woman 
Yeah. Yeah. So how's that kind of changed for you um, in in terms of the industry as a whole? Be, being a woman within the industry from from like you say the the mid nineties to to coming back now. Yeah. Well, you know, I used to not like talking about it because I just wanted to be a musician amongst mm-hmm. musicians. But what I realized was that um, as long as I played by their rules in the nineties. Yeah and was ladylike and didn't talk back and didn't ask a lot Just of questions. Just stereotype of... Yeah, and m- let all these, uh, you know, gentlemen make the decisions and me just do what they told me mm. to do, then I would have a career. But what I realized was that that didn't work. No. It didn't. You've been a puppet. Uh, no, and not just, <laughs> not just that, but it didn't work. The band broke up okay. in 2003. So, like... The band was dropped from the label. Like, all of these men were wrong. Yeah. And had I followed my instinct and trusted my instinct, mm-hmm. uh, I think things could have been different. I'm not, I don't know if they could have been better, but they certainly could have been different. Yeah. But I was young. I was like 19 when the band first got together, and it was half the age I am now. So when I brought the band back, I thought, all right, I'm going to do this my way mm-hmm. and I'm going to make better decisions and uh, you know and what happened was the atmosphere had changed for women and now instead of us being pitted against each other mm-hmm. we had each other's backs yeah, yeah. and there were so many women who wanted to support what I was doing and vice versa and all of a sudden there was no competition or jealousy it's because the rest of the world sort of stepped away and allowed us to finally find each other. Yeah. You know, guys always have this bro type mentality, or they always used to, because, you know, uh, it was favorable. It was, you know, but there wasn't a lot of movies that were um, presenting women in like no. a friendly, I love you kind of way. Like, you're, you're, my, you're my gal. Lots of bro stuff, but not a lot of like, yeah, yeah she's yeah. my sister. Um, and I remember in the 90s, it was like, you can't play with no doubt. Like, we can't put two women <laughs> on the same bill together, you know. And, it, it, like, Lilith Fair, this happened, which was this festival with all of these women. But there was nothing. So it's either in one place or not at all. Right. Well, <laughs> yeah. and it was just like, it wasn't for us. They were, you know, a different kind of music they were folk singers and I don't remember if there was any like I don't know if L7 would have been on that festival it was like you know uh, Indigo Girls and like uh, Sarah McLachlan and it's like we we don't have a space in that And, and it was also like you know girls can't do punk it's you know it doesn't sell records and and shit like that and it was like I kept being told I can't I can't I can't I can't and um, and and you know this, the persona that I put out there on stage now is like yes I can and yeah, yeah. fuck you if you think I can't I will prove you wrong absolutely right but I you know listen I still have an immense amount of f- fear surrounding the decisions that I make but I want to put it out there um, for everyone not just mm-hmm. women but for all people who doubt themselves, like it's okay yeah. to try. Use your voice. It's yeah. okay to try. It's okay to have a voice. It's okay to have an opinion. It's okay to have a strong opinion and to believe in something. Mm-hmm. You know, even if 
we have opposing views. I respect you. Yeah, let's at least talk about it. If if we don't agree, the best thing to do is discuss it. Yeah, Yeah. and that's the thing is like, you know, I don't have any apologies on stage. Mm -hmm. I just am who I am. And uh, like I said, it took me a long time to find that voice. But I do believe that the way times have changed for women Mm -hmm. has given me the power to be able to find that voice. Awesome. Yeah. That's, that's, that's really good to hear. And it's, yeah. you know, because there are, there are more, and, and certainly in the sort of the punk and the scar scene, mm-hmm. and the Marcia from, from Skints, um, who's just, if anybody hasn't seen Skints, they're my she favorite. Got, she's a, and they're all great on stage. Amazing. They're all great, and but she's a hell of a musician. She's just everything. In terms of any yeah. musicians out there at all, she's a fantastic multi instrumentalist. And yeah. yeah. And the um, interrupters, and like, yeah, they're, yeah, my, they're, they're everything. I only me. just discovered the interrupters about, I don't know, two months ago. Okay. And that, that's, that's been a great time. Amazing. <laughs> I'm just loving it. I mean, I'm so happy. It just makes yeah. me happy to go to their shows and yeah, see yeah. them kill it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, they're, they're they've just, just they've just incredible got, musicians. The, yeah, they're on the hella mega tour. Mm-hmm. So that's a, mm-hmm. that's going to be. A, I'm loving the fact that they're going to be getting to all of those crowds. That's yeah, awesome. me too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I don't, you know, it's like sometimes I feel like the female bands are put on a tour as an afterthought, which. Okay. Is like as a token. Like, let's yeah, let's like make, they kind of yeah. put us on this tour kind of as an afterthought, you know. Right. But um, and same with the interrupters with that tour. But like that's okay. It's getting better. Mm. And um, what's going to happen is we're going to keep killing it yeah. on stage until you guys are opening for us. Yeah, absolutely. I was going to say, you know? hopefully, the thing that will come from so. that is you steal the fans. Or not steal, you yeah. gain the fans. Yeah, fans, yeah. We win them. fans of the other bands. Safers wins them yeah. over. Yeah. That's all we do. We come out and um, it's like, I know you don't know who we are, but let me introduce myself. Yeah. And then the next 45 minutes, um, I get to win you over. Awesome. Well, that's a, that yeah. must be a lovely challenge. Sort of each each night, just watching the faces turn and get yeah. onto your side. Oh yeah, it's. Um, I say to my band, you know, it's not about how many people are there when you walk out. It's about how many are there when you leave the stage. Yeah, yeah. Did everyone stay? And did more people show up? Yeah. And right now, we're winning. Good. So. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Well, what else is coming up for you before we wrap up here? Is there anything you can share that's uh, that's going to happen sort of towards the end of the year? Well, I'm definitely working on this full-length record, which may kill me. <laughs> <laughs> because, Hopefully you know, it's not. like the <laughs> first full-length record in almost 20 years yeah, yeah. for St. Ferris. So, uh, you know, I have a lot of expectation yeah. for it. And there's been a lot of writing and rewriting and reimagining and you know writing with different people and um but i think i figured it out please please with how it's going yeah yeah i think it's gonna be good awesome any ideas when we can expect to hear that i would like this to be done before the end of the year cool so probably december 31st (laughs) because i do everything (laughs) last minute last minute That's some of the best me. work happens at that point when you get down to that that pressure I know yeah. it's I <laughs> wish I could do better but <laughs> you know December 30th we'll be in the studio like <laughs> just mixing 
the last notes. So. Awesome. Yeah. Well, that sounds great. I'm, yeah. I'm really, really looking forward to seeing you for the first time in 20 years, I reckon. Oh probably, yeah, since 2001. Well, yeah. Two, so, yeah. That, so, I'm, get I'm, ready to be, you know, um, delighted, yeah. perplexed, and... Um, disturbed oh okay <laughs> awesome um you've, you've set the bar now i'm gonna i've got a tick list that's amazing well thank you very much for your time of i hope course. you have an awesome gig awesome rest of the tour thank that's you been so absolute much pleasure yeah thank cool. you thank there you. is episode 37 with the wonderful monique powell of safe ferris I, i'm genuinely happy that they're back and making new music and whilst i wasn't disturbed um as she said i would be i can confirm that their live show is absolutely awesome and um, genuinely really really great and well worth making the effort to get to uh, they've just announced some festival dates so keep an eye out for these and i'm sure there'll be lots more exciting news to come this year thanks very much for listening uh, this run of scar based episodes is ending next week so keep an eye out for that episode uh, please share this with everybody that you speak to or meet in the street um, give our facebook instagram and twitter a like and if you can uh, give us a rating on the iTunes um, and leave us a lovely review. That would be massively appreciated. Anyway, I will leave you now. Thank you very much for joining me. Um, I'll leave you to get on with the rest of your day. Have a lovely time and good night.